When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Hurricane Valley with Norm Hewitt and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint and longtime supporters of the Hurricanes, and shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Yeah, welcome into Hurricanes Valley for your Wednesday evening. It's just gone 7 o'clock. Uh, Manaya in for Ricardo. All thanks to Razine. Decorate with confidence with quality Kiwi-made Razine paints. And joining me from down in the uh, Wellington office is the legendary Norm Hewitt. Norm, how's Wellington today, mate? Oh, Wellington, it's a great day here, Manaya. It's uh, sunny, blue skies. Well, not right now, but it's been a perfect day here in Wellington. I heard you can't beat it on a good day. Um, let's talk. Let's get straight into it. The Hurricanes—they've eked out a win, twenty-two eighteen uh, over the Waratahs. What did you make of this one? Oh, look! I tell you, they—they they really leave it to the end to make it make <laughs> their mark, don't they? You know, like right to the eightieth minute, where the Tars—I've got to give it to the Tars. That first half, the Tars were all over us, right from up front. The their scrummaging, you know, Angus Bell just made a mess of us in that first half. On his own, just watching him with Tyrell Lomax, and Keynes uh, couldn't do anything about it. So they bring the old man on, or the two <laughs> old men, and and they get parity. But you got to um, the the Tars will be kicking themselves, I They will be really kicking themselves to let this one go. 15-7 at halftime. 15-7 mm. at halftime to go down 22-18. 22-18. They will always be thinking about the one that got away. And it could have been the Canes. And the Canes have had these games before. But I've got to give it to, you know, looking at um, Australian rugby across from where they were 12 months ago, they've really improved. And it's showing in this year's competition not all of them, um, but a lot of the top teams are really starting to step up, and it's going to set it up for a, a great end of the uh, Super Rugby mm. and into that international. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the Canes took a, a long while, as you mentioned, to get to really get into this game. What do you put that down to? Is it just was it just a case of getting um, Owen Franks back in there and, and and shoring things up a bit, or or what was it that managed to turn it around for the Canes? What. Definitely was getting a couple of those old heads in there and just distilling it down because we had no second game plan or we had no answer for the big scrum that they were doing. We had scrum penalty after scrum penalty after scrum penalty. We couldn't combat that. And all they, from perspective of looking from the sideline, Bell was getting a wide leg stance and the referee allowed him to ball in hard on, on Tyrell Lomax and he didn't get pinged enough for that. Unfortunately, we didn't get Tyrell to just drive him on the outside, and that's what the old man did when he came on. You know, he drove him to the outside, and he had Colsey there was driving out into that scrum as well. Your game starts up front, and that to me is why the Canes really struggled in that first half. They couldn't get their their set phase um, sorted really well, 
and that went into the other parts of their game. And the Tars, they had some big, you know, big time players in there that really wanted to come out and put their mark on their home ground and take it to the to the Canes where this was their opportunity to get into the top eight. Well, you know, they can still make that. But to go one up on the on the Canes uh, would have been their they're kind of like icing on the cake. Mm. Just because they, we couldn't get parity up front, when I, we, it, it actually affected our whole game until we started. We came out in the second half. I thought it was a totally different team. So mm. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the change room to see what Gibbo, and I'm sure Gibbo, you know, he's not short of a profanity or two to <laughs> be able to swap the boys up. It was a totally different team. Um, you mentioned the Fords up front. Uh, Artie Savia, heroic in this game, went down with a, some sort of apparent injury or you know a pretty heavy blow. The very next uh, phase, there's a try scored, and who is it? But it's Artie Savia. Does anyone in Super Rugby do more for their team than Artie Savia? Oh look, I I think he's a special he's a special player, and he's a great captain because when the chips are down, look, he drags his broken leg down the field. He'll do whatever it takes. And and that's what you do when you're at that top level. Look, you see the boys hard on attack. You've got a bit of a bit of a smack on the side of the leg and the head or wherever you've been kicked, stood on or or or, or niggled, you just get up and go. And that's the true measure of I'm I'm still in the fight mm. of this kind of player. And Adi Savia is that player. There are not every player is uh, these types of players, but he's very unique in that in that perspective. So leads from the front constantly. We've talked about this. With this, yeah. Sorry, um, no, we've we've talked about this before. I mean, the Hurricanes probably don't have as many All Blacks in their squads as as the Chiefs or uh, or the Crusaders, but the ones that they do have, they seem to get the most out of out of any of the franchises. Um, you look at Geordie Barrett; he was excellent again, um, and then the in the twelve jumper the. The hot topic of the week, you know, all black selections are not too far away. Everyone's debating the midfield. Do you think you see Geordie in that midfield come all blacks time? Well, 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 you have to because of the contribution he makes when he's in that position. So you know, he can go from the back at 15, he can play on the wing, and he's a combination in the second five and all play centre. So the utility uh, options that he brings, but specialising, I think he's he's brilliant in that midfield. Playing at that 12 where he can hold up the midfield on the opposition because he's a big lad. Mm. And, of course, we've talked about it before. When he gets the old red flag going out in front of him, he's a bit like his brother Scott Barrett because he can play, looks like a forward when he runs in and he gets a bit angry and hits a few rucks. And when he hits a tackle, he accelerates. So... You have to put him into that mix of potential midfield for the All Blacks. You'd be silly not to watching his form in the Hurricane. There's another part of it also that you know if Bowden Barrett's been rounding into phenomenal form as well. Um, you'd think he'd be the first choice, first five for for the All Blacks. His brother Geordie, does he kind of cover a, a few of those kicking woes and also give well not woes but you know a little bit of inconsistency for a first five from Bowden Barrett? Does does his brother Geordie kind of cover that up and also give you the option of taking a penalty from sixty out? Well, look, I, I would love to see those two pairing up in the All Black jerseys. Mm. You, you think of his old man, their old man down on the farm, 
what were they doing when they were kids? <laughs> These guys are DNA together. They instinctively are in position together. That's why I'd love to see them in that all-black pairing, first and second five. Not just from a kicking. He gives us options in the kicking. But I'd love to see... You know, remember when we used to see uh, Walter Little and Frank Bunch? Yeah. That North Harbour pairing where they would just... They would pass the ball and all of a sudden there's, there's Buncey onto, onto the ball or or Walter would push out to this uh, push out the the opposition defence on attack and, of course, Buncey comes in with one of his big hits. I see that kind of pairing within the likes of Bodie and Geordie and that's what I'd love to see that. But, hey, you know, we were on the sideline and been on there for a few years now. But I think that would be great to see what, what they could do if you saw them paired up in the All Black uh, squad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're not the first person to mention that Frank Bunce-Walter Little uh, combo in the last couple of days. I was talking to uh, Carmo yesterday. He said the exact same thing and how crucial uh, those sort of combinations are. So, um, yeah, completely agree. Um, We've got to bring it up. This has been another storyline throughout the entire competition. The cards, uh, the red card at the end. Um, what did you make of that one? Oh, look, we've... We keep swinging this, the pendulum. I understand about safety, player welfare, player safety. Anything to the head, and they've really hit that hard this year. You have these marginal calls where you could say, well, look, there's mitigation here and here, but when you slow it down to the degree they slow it down, it's, it's pretty compelling. But when you speed it up, I think people got to understand that in the fast contact, full body contact sport, stuff happens. Hmm. And we're not always going to get it right. Benefit of the doubt, I think they should start rolling on, was there malice? Was there intent in there? If there was no intent to do that or go high, if there was no malice in there, it should be a consideration, not just... I uh, I see it's uh, shoulder to head, direct contact to head. There was no mitigation. Mm, it's a red card. Mm. It takes away from the game. The 20 minutes, and we've seen this in test matches. We've seen this in in big super uh, super games in against um, northern southern hemisphere, where it changes the game. If anything, we've got to, If there's a red card, there should be. Not a stand down. Let's play the illegal. Get another play on there. 15 against 15. But if we go back to that intent, Manai, I think we should be the intent should be put in there. And the question should be asked a bit more. So we, you're saying the, the ref should have a little bit of leeway in terms of their own judgment. They should be able to rule to the spirit of the law as opposed to, to the letter of the law because we're seeing quite often some of these refs look almost apologetic when they're dishing out some of these cards, don't they? They, they almost can't look the player in the eye because they know, look, this one's a bit ticky-tack, but as the, as the rules are written, I have to bin you for it. Yep, and, and that's, that's what I, uh, I'm saying. You know, the letter of the law, not the spirit. And... You're right. There is hesitation within the referee. Sorry, mate, I've got to give this to you the letter of the law. What about the spirit of the game? Was the intent of that hit deliberate? No? Come on. Put your head in. Next time I'm going to bin you. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And where's the advantage with that? So, and of course, how many players do you see starting to take a wee bit more of that Hollywood? 
A little bit. A player get hit, and then they go down. I'm going, are we watching football? Is this football? (laughs) Come on, team. We don't have to play that Hollywood game too much, do we? And look, and again, I do that with tongue in cheek, because the reality is is we want to protect our players, and that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with you. Hey, we're just going to go to a quick break here on Hurricanes Valley, brought to you by Razine. Uh, starting a project, get advice from Razine. On the other side, we're going to get some advice from Norm Hewitt uh, going forward for the last couple of rounds of Super Rugby for 2022. <laughs> and I are filling in for Ricardo. If you're just starting a project, you can get advice uh, from Razine. They are the presenting sponsor uh, of this show. And uh, Norm, sitting fifth on the table, uh, do you reckon that's about... That's a, about where you'd want to be at this stage of the, you know, given the start that the Hurricanes had to the season, how do you feel about where they are going into the last couple of rounds? Look, I mean, it was only a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, do you give them a pass? And I said, well, I give them a 50-50 pass. <laughs> it's kind of like where they're sitting around that kind of fifth, in fifth position. I, I quite like that position. They're going to come quietly through. Uh, it's great to see some of the, you know, Franks and Coles coming back in at, at this time of the season. There's two rounds to go. Um, you've got the other New Zealand teams, which had a great weekend mm. uh, last weekend. Everyone took home a W. You know, even even the Chiefs game. I, I had the, I was lucky. I watched all of the New Zealand teams play, and then watching that on Sunday, seeing the the Chiefs. It doesn't matter what the score is at the end of the day. They take home the W. So, Kane's in fifth position. Absolutely. To me, they've got. Uh, to me, they've got to watch out for the bogey. You know, the Rebels are going to be a bogey team. If we don't, if we take it, we get complacent, and we don't put uh, what we should put into the Rebels. Like um, what the, what, the Chiefs played against the Rebels. I think we can match and do better, uh, but. Don't let them get a get a sniff because that's what the Chiefs done. Every time the Chiefs let the Rebels to get have a sniff, they took the ball by the ball by the horns and they got across the line. And you know it was just fortuitous at the end that you know reserve comes on, everyone's a bit tired. He bumps off four people, scores <laughs> the winning try, gets the accolades, and uh, mate, he's a hero. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned that game. We were talking about it yesterday with Carmo on the uh, Chiefs Money Show, like. That game was so up and down. The Chiefs seemed to be in control for most of the first half. Just before halftime, handling error, try. Just after halftime, another handling error, try. Then the the Rebels have a chance to kick to go up by one. They they left enough time on the clock for the Chiefs to come back. Are you saying they gave them a fright, but you're not too worried about the Rebels uh, this weekend for the Canes? Look, I am not too worried about the Rebels, but I'm saying if the Hurricanes, the mental preparation they've got to put into it, because you're at the business end. Hmm. You're not going to be doing too much more fitness or doing that. It's about the small things, getting those small things right. It's a bit like what the Chiefs done. Okay, they had they had that consistency. They had the game. Oh, handling error, try. Hmm. Mistake, try. The Hurricanes do that, we'll put... Put pressure on ourselves, like a bit like the Tars, you know, 15, 15 kind of points up in the first half, come back and win by 22 18. Tars get three points in the second half because their focus changed. They have to go into this game thinking we've got to get the bonus points. If they're going to do the numbers, if we're going to get a home or, or quarter or where that's going to be, it's irrelevant. Get the bonus points, 
take the win, get back and think about what uh, week 15 is going to look like. And that, to me, is where you really put it on because week 15, Hurricanes have got the force. Mm. The force, uh, something missing, and this may be the force. The force is not with the force. (laughs) Who knows? So then looking past the force, as you you mentioned, the force is definitely not with the force. Although um, Richard Kahui did get off his red card, so he'll be back again uh, this week when they take on the, uh, the Chiefs. Um, for the first time, I think he's been back to play the Chiefs since he left the Chiefs uh, in Hamilton. But um, looking past that, when we get into playoffs, how much different is a playoffs game of footy versus a round-robin game? Well, the fundamental difference is, is that round-robin game, you're looking at points, bonus points, you know, where, where you are sitting. And when it comes to the next part, it's, it is about one-off games. It's like you just got to win. Now, yes, points still count, but you don't have to think about the next eight games. You just got to think about one game. And I know we talk about as players, we go, oh, we're just thinking of one game. But it's hard not to think about, okay, who we got next week? What does that look? And I know the coaches strategically look at it and go, okay, we can put a few younger players in there. We can rest some of these players because strategically we're stronger in the areas and it's about time some of them had a rest, i.e. like Adi Safiya needs a week rest every now and then. And I, I bet you he doesn't put his hand up and say, give me a rest. I think he'll be the one that goes, sorry, mate, you, we're taking the keys from the car. You're not driving. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Well, just before we go, we've got about a minute left. Um, this was something that was uh, brought up on the Crusader show on, on the Monday. I was just watching those boys play, and there was some pretty ridiculous uh, facial hair setups going on there. Richie Mwang has got the yeah. disco chops. Uh, I think Scott Barrett had the wee goatee sort of situation. Do you remember any of that kind of carry-on um, back in your playing days, p- particularly when you were on the road? Were there any sort of traditions and teams that you played in? Oh, mate, we, we loved the old facial hair back in the day. <laughs> I remember running playing one game and we thought we'd shave our heads and then of course you had Christian Cullen with the shaved head and all the back shaved their heads and then Bull Allen had a bald head so I got a bald head. No, bald heads, long hair, mullets, you think about it. Uh, and it was, <laughs> my wife said to me, why has everyone got facial hair? I said, it's just what you do when you're on tour. You just got to make it, bring it up another notch and it was great to see all those different facial hairs. It kind of brings back memories of I are of yeah. the stuff that we used to do when we were on tour. And that's all part of it because it brings you closer together who can come up and, you know, disco chops, uh, moanga, <laughs> you know, the moonwalk through everything. So it's good fun. Um, I just got uh, randomly uh, served a video on social media yesterday of Christian Cullen's uh, All Blacks debut. He was he was running a pretty pretty short haircut. Would that have been related to that kind of shenanigans? Oh, I think back in the day, because you've got to remember, he was from he played for the uh, the Manawatu team, right? You know, the Paikokariki Express mm. played for Manawatu. They're all ball heads up there. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, they were talking about you know scarfies and that the yeah. messy uh, kind of insurance. But back in those times, uh, that's what it was. It was good fun. Brilliant. Uh, this has been great fun as well, Norm Hewitt. Thank you very much uh, for your time. Uh, best of luck to the Canes this weekend um, and for the remaining. Uh, rounds in the competition. This has been Hurricane Valley for another week. All thanks to Razine. You can decorate with confidence with Kiwi quality Kiwi made Razine paints. We'll be back right after this with Blues Brothers. Cheers Norm. Thanks Tim.
few barrel traffic on the 